Hey folks, Tim Cool here with the Prodigy Outdoors podcast. You know, it's been a long time. I think it's pushing a year. Maybe it already has been a year. And, um, you know, just trying to uh, get through this coronavirus stuff. Who, who knows what's going on with that? But anyway, um, over the last year, I've been pretty busy. Um, I started a business selling CBD oil for hunters. I, uh, with the feedback I've gotten, it's gone great. And uh, you should definitely check out my website, prodigyoutdoorscbd.com, or check me out on Instagram at prodigyoutdoorscbd, or you can see the more hunting-related directly page, just Prodigy Outdoors. Again, I'm Tim Cool. I'm easily uh, reached on any of those platforms. Would love to talk to you about hunting, or if you're considering uh, wanting to be a, a guest on the podcast, let's, let's chat. You know, today's topic, though, I'll be covering an interesting one and one that people know very little about, and that's hunting in Hawaii. Uh, Over the last few weeks, I've been trying to get a handle on uh, or good information or leads on hunting in Hawaii because I do plan on going there in June for vacation reasons. But it sounds like I'll have a couple of days where I can hunt. And it's very interesting to, to know that not every island is inhabited by the same game species. Not every island is is easily accessible. Uh, some islands you can't get to by boat. Some you can only get to by boat. Some you can't get to by a plane. And some you can only get to by a plane. And some don't really have that much um, resources in, in the form of uh, places to stay, lodging, food. And transportation once you're on the island so that that's why a lot of people go and they and they do hunt with outfitters but there's a lot of public land too uh, I believe there's 900 acres of public land in Hawaii and that's a lot if you, if you but most of Hawaii is public land and that's pretty crazy because you're able to hunt all year there's several different sheep species there's pigs and there's, there's two types of deer, axis deer and blacktail deer. And there's turkeys. There's all kinds of game birds. It's, it's, it's quite the place. Uh, unfortunately, um, with all that opportunity, it can still, to me, it sounds like, be difficult to know where to start and know where to, to spend four days. You know, you, you don't want to waste too much time you don't have too much time to waste and, and you want to capitalize on your opportunity when it, when it happens. But where do you begin is what I've tried to, to hone in on. And I've made phone calls to several people and Facebook messaging messages to several people on what I should do and where I should start. And, uh, it, it's pretty fascinating, you know, on the flip side though, um, these places, uh, like Hawaii or islands and, People need to make money however they can, and the opportunities to make money are very limited. And uh, you just you do what you can do. And, and one of the hustles out there is outfitting. And uh, I looked into doing that as well, but you know the cost is just substantial. It's it's not feasible for most people, given the fact that just a plane to Hawaii is is expensive 1600 bucks 12 to 1600 on average right now it's pretty cheap but then do you add in a three or four thousand or five thousand dollar uh expense to hunt and now you're looking at 
you know, a, a huge amount of money, you know, and it's just not feasible. And, and I think it's kind of interesting to take it one step further in that some of these species are overpopulated and they could easily be managed um, through non-residents uh, that at, at a reduced price. You know, it kind of almost reminds me to some extent of hog hunting in Texas and how, you know, people are marketing hog hunts to such a high level and, and, and such at such a high price. And I, I do believe in paying a fair price and which which is a, which is a, I'm not talking about going to shoot an axis deer in Hawaii for a hundred bucks, but a, a more fair price, I think, would also entice more people to go as well and and like i said hog hunting hog hunting sounds cool but when you look at the price tag it's just not worth going to texas and in my opinion you're helping them if these species are are overpopulated uh then by all means they should be encouraging people to pay uh, a cheaper fee given within reason you know i i get it you've got land you've got taxes on the land you've got lease a lease on the land, you've got uh, equipment, feeders, blinds, tree stands, uh, food plots, different things like that. You know, you've got to make money. So I, I get the margin is probably pretty small. I just, sometimes I just scratch my head at some of the prices of, of, an, of a hog hunt. Um, and it just, you know, it just doesn't seem like it's that feasible to go do uh, like some people would like to go do would be would be willing to go do and, and i think it's the same thing in uh in, in hawaii to some extent because th- there isn't land i can't go lease land online or something like that and pay some cheap fair price it's either public land or you pay a guide and hunt private land or they, some of these guides bring you out on public land so you know you don't really know what you're getting sometimes it's hard to to really know there's not a lot of people that have been there but it's fascinating the amount of animals apparently on these islands and the different terrain and ecosystems that are on the islands you can go into rocky mountainous looking places volcanic rock outcrops you can go into upland looking habitat and i saw one picture that my mind was completely blown it literally looked something like montana and you know had some type of pine trees on it and um it's it's unreal it's unreal that such a small area can have such a vast, you know, diverse ecosystem and topography. Uh, you know, un- unfortunately, there's no way for people to comment on this audio other than the feedback I get in my messages and on Facebook and things like that. But I'd love to hear if someone's ever been to Hawaii and what they thought of it. It sounds like, you know, it's almost weird that I'm not able to get a pass, that I don't need a passport to go and, uh, and go to this place because it's it just seems so foreign um you know the distance between los angeles and new york is almost the same as going from los angeles to hawaii that's how far out in the ocean this place is you know it's like how did people even get there did they did they hopped on some yellow lat raft from walmart and and off they went and ended up in hawaii who knows but there's a lot of history there too with pearl harbor and um a lot of culture there so you know it's just 
just interesting to to see and research this and uh my plan is to actually hunt out of a tree stand for axis deer like that's my goal i want to incorporate my knowledge and experience hunting from a tree stand and in what we would call the east or mainland they call it and and use that knowledge to to uh, adapt to this situation out there a lot of people do spot and stalk axis deer with a bow you've probably seen it and heard famous and seen famous celebrities do it you know that that's great um everyone's different every situation is different but when i look at some of these harvest pictures i see some of these areas that are they look like a, a, a white-tailed deer bedding area really thick and, and there's rubs in the background and um i think that's where i'm going to try to set up and use the topography to my advantage because if there is a lot of these axis deer in the area uh like they say there are approximately 30,000 then they may not be necessarily predictable which is another characteristic that they have is uh, i guess they're not very predictable like a whitetail but if i'm in an area where it naturally funnels animals then i should be able to run into something it'll also be the rut when i go or part of the rut and i think that uh that'll also be in my favor too but you know i'd like to to start showcasing my skill sets on video in remote places like this you know and and uh use our our style of hunting which is tree stand hunting in a place that doesn't normally get tree stand hunted um so yeah you know I mean like as I said I'm going to wrap this up real quick just driving going to try to do these little updates here and there throughout the turkey season I wish I did more on bow season and my friend suggested that I that I do make a couple uh, about archery hunting last fall and what the you know my experience was with that and uh so stay tuned for that let me know if you have any ideas if you want to be a guest on the show reach out to me on any of my platforms and uh let's go stay honed in folks and stay tuned